It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sisterhood Society podcast, where three sisters talk life, food, fashion, kids, and everything in between. Become part of our sisterhood where everyone is welcome at our table. Welcome back to the Sisterhood Society podcast. Today we are talking about motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, Tara, do you want to tell us about what's good in your... What's good? Well, I think we should at least acknowledge that Kate is not here today. Oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> number one. We're missing Kate's birthday. Yes, we're missing the final piece of our trio. Um, Kate's birthday is today, and so she is out celebrating. So we thought we would podcast uh, while she is enjoying rather than skipping another one. So, yeah. Um, last week we had our promo, so we were going to focus on that. So that's why we missed a week. Yes. But this week we are going to do motherhood. And then next week we're going to do our Book Society yes. podcast the club. about the um, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Greenlight. So if you haven't started reading it, you've got a week before. I will say it's a little bit of a trip. <laughs> He's an interesting I've, guy. Yes, I've only got a couple chapters in. And it is. I was like, whoa, this, this is a lot going on here. There is a lot going on. So what's good? Well, we just got back from Nashville, so that was really fun to be with family. We went down there to um, hang out with dad and Kate because our dad and Kate have the same birthday. And so we got to go down there, spend time with the fam, take the kids to the pool. I got a little bit of a tan, which is a first for me in a while. Um, But yeah, it was great. Great coffee, great weather most of the time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, great great fun with the fams. Mm-hmm. I will echo that. We, uh, we went down a little bit early before the birthday, uh, to try to just knock out everything for the promo. So the first three days were literally a whirlwind. I think we just ran nonstop from 8 AM till eight o'clock at night. It was just insane. Um, so the last three days I felt like we're really slow and relaxed and it was just fun to be able to spend time with our individual families, but then all together as a family, mm-hmm. um, for their birthday dinner, we, uh, one of Kate's friends is a is a caterer and so he came in and made personal pizzas for us on his uni oven and it was just it was a really fun night we sat outside kids played we had a family football game one of the nights which <laughs> is the first um and so just as a whole it was it was just really nice sweet family time yeah all right so diving into to sisterhood is what i was gonna call sisterhood. it <laughs> motherhood mm-hmm. um those of you that don't know tara and i had children six days apart our first babies, our firstborns, were six days apart. So we've been in this motherhood thing together since the very beginning. Um, So the first question is, what are you challenged by in motherhood? 
we're just diving real deep, real quick. I think the hardest thing with, um, with my kids is one, learning their different personalities and learning how to communicate and relate with them uh, when it's different from my own. Um, Brecken is basically me in a miniature version. And so it's like, I know how to parent her, but I have to be careful that I don't project on her. And then Briley is very much more like Brian and she holds on her emotion. So it's, um, it's hard to like find out exactly what she's thinking. And then Britain is somewhere a mix of the two because it's like, she is very outgoing and very, um, and very bubbly, but at the same time, like, if she gets mad, she kind of has a hard time expressing why she's mad or doesn't want to express why she's mad. And so just kind of trying to, to learn those dynamics with your kids. Yeah. It's well, and it's hard too when they're little and they don't really know how, especially me with boys, I feel like my boys don't really know how to communicate well. Like girls, it just kind of comes naturally. I'm finding that even just with ever, I was being a two-year-old, she knows happy sad like can be like when she can express like oh I'm scared whereas the boys it's like they can't even communicate that so it is kind of difficult the gender differences too are interesting um for me patience because I feel like they know exactly how to press my buttons especially Riff it's like he is at an age right now where he does things for attention but he asks like the same question over and over and over and over again. And it gets to the point where I'm just like, I do not have time to answer this question 10 more times. Like, I don't know. I feel like patience for me is one thing that I struggle with in general, but especially when it comes to certain things my kids do, because it's almost like they, they know they're doing that to get attention and it's not always, <laughs> and it's not like they're lacking in attention. Like we are always very present with them, but like, I don't know. There's just certain things where I'm just like, maybe it's, maybe we need to teach them how to communicate better (laughs) in that way. They'll, they'll, I don't know. I think I have to remember too, that they're, um, that they're littler than they are. Like sometimes I think I have too high of expectations. I have to remember like, she's just five or she's, you know, only seven. Yeah. I do Um, that with Riv too. Cause he's the oldest. So I always think like you I, I'd treat him, I feel like, as older than what he is, mm-hmm. but he's only seven, mm-hmm. you know? And so you have to remember that they have, like, a seven-year-old brain. And, like, my girls, especially with girls, there's so much drama. So, you know, the, the dramatics are very large. And so, so much of the stuff, you're just like, oh, my gosh, just let it slide off your back. It's not a big deal. Like, she called me a booty. Well, you're not a booty, so, like, <laughs> let it go, you know? Um, but I have to remember, like, put myself back in those shoes of, like, how, what a big deal that was and how offended you would be if someone mm-hmm. called you a booty, you know? Like, <laughs> so um, I feel like really just taking the time to, like, listen to them rather than mm-hmm. casting aside their concerns, making sure that they at least feel heard, even yeah. if the, even if their logic and or their thoughts on it isn't, um, valid, (laughs) making them feel valid. Yeah. That actually is a very good point because it's very easy to jump to conclusions and immediately like jump into disciplining. But when they're coming and explaining, I think it's good to sit and listen and hear them explain why they're angry, Mm -hmm. even if it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that actually challenges, challenges me. Um, okay. Second question, advice like the best advice you can give for other moms or to be moms or the best piece of advice that our cousin Heidi gave to me was that she said, 
make sure or have the kids filter into your schedule rather than you filtering around the kids because she um, was saying that it has made her kids so much more flexible when it comes to travel or just in general because um, they learn to roll with the punches. And so I would say that if you're, you know, kid misses a nap it's not the end of the world or if you are out and about and they go to bed late it's you know it's okay um and I feel like that that's one of the things that's been super helpful for us is that we just we just went like we just we did our thing and we kept going and if we weren't home by nap time they slept in the car and if we you know got home from a friend's house late at night then they went to bed later um and some of that you deal with some attitudes the next day because they're tired or whatever. But um, overall, our kids have been really good travelers and have just been um, more flexible as a whole, like at going out to dinner to a restaurant or to um, activities, even if it's during nap time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's given them, I feel like it's helped them kind of um, just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like so set, oh, like, oh, geez, it's one thirty, we have to get home. Yeah. One thing that kind of stuck with me too was I get, I tend to get overwhelmed with all the things I have to do or all the things I should be doing. And, um, I, someone told me, I think it was when I was pregnant. I don't remember who, but it was like, there's always going to be laundry. There are always going to be dishes. There's always going to be something that needs to be cleaned. But if your child is asking to like spend time with you or play a game with you, like you should sit down and do it because honestly, like even in just like a few years, they're not going to be wanting that same attention or sit down with you. Like you'll be looking back wishing you had sat down and played with them instead of done the laundry or been so preoccupied with like other things that inevitably need to be done. And I feel like that's also helped me kind of keep perspective. I mean, yeah, my house could probably be a lot more clean (laughs) or yeah, I could be like, I don't know sitting down and reading Bible stories with them every single night or like, I don't know, there's always something that I could be doing better. Um, but the intentional time with your kids really goes really far, especially when their personalities are forming and you want to make sure to connect and bond as early as possible and kind of keep that connection. Um, that's always something too that I'm working on as well. Cause I mean, we're not perfect and it's easy to get bogged down with like the stresses of life but I feel like um that intentional time with your kids especially when they come and ask you to sit down with them um I feel like that's really important I also think um spending time with them one-on-one when you have a house of multiples it's really easy just to collectively you know do stuff with them all together but I feel like the one-on-one time is really important Um, just even taking one to the, you know, to go to the store with you to run errands or to, you know, um, ride with you to go pick something up. Mm -hmm. Um, just having that talk time in the car where it's just them, it usually causes a big firestorm at home because the other ones want to come, (laughs) but just, you know, even if I'm going to run to Starbucks, um, I'll just grab like one of them and take with me so that they can have that one-on-one time Mm -hmm. because you really get to know them more as a person, um, when you can see them by themselves. Yeah. I think it's really hard you know, a lot of times when they're all together, they get real crazy, but you realize I mean, my kids specifically when you have them by themselves are super quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have to like draw a conversation out of them because they're like not talking. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
that's something that I've really enjoyed doing. It's It takes time to do, but I do feel like it's really important. And one thing we do every year on their birthdays is we have one day for they get to choose what the activity is. And we spend the whole day with them, just them. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has to stay home and there's lots of crying and gnashing of teeth when that happens. But <laughs> the one person that gets to go is super excited. And um, usually Brecken's trying to talk Briley into getting like the whole family to come on her activity day. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And in two weeks, you're going to want to do the exact same thing that Briley's wanting to do today by yourself. So mm-hmm. no, we're going by ourselves. Poor Briles. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Next question. What do you want for your children? Like um, what specific, this is kind of just like a very vague question, yeah. but, and I, I feel like honestly, we'll have the exact same answer because most moms want that. I want them to obviously be healthy and happy. And I want them to be like good functioning members of society. Like I want to teach them, you know, the, um, you know, the value of a dollar and I want them to have a good work ethic and I want them to, um, you know, like go after the dreams that they desire. And I think the one thing that I always felt like growing up, not because mom and dad did this, but just like as a cultural thing is that I wouldn't have thought that I could have done something outside of this town. Like I want my kids to be able to dream big if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are comfortable you know, being here and working at State Farm, I want that for them too. But I think I always felt like I was only as big as like, if I wanted the region you were in, yeah. Yeah. like if I wanted to move out of state or if I wanted to have gone to be an actress, I would have never considered it. You know what I mean? Like I want my kids to feel free to dream big. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, yeah. I essentially just want to help them find what makes them happy and allow them to pursue that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, dad always told us like, whatever we can put, we can do whatever we put our minds to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really honestly lived by that my entire life. Like if I wanted to paint, he was going to allow me to paint yeah. and like help me out. And if I wanted to be a graphic designer, here I am. Like, and if I have to be a photographer, but I can that figure that out. If design job had taken you to Atlanta or someplace like that, would you have done it? Probably. Well, I think so because I mean, we moved to California when I was in. But with a family, would you have done it on your own? Oh, with the family. Like if you had gotten a job out of college and it was in Atlanta or if it was in Dallas, would you have gone? I mean, that's hard to say. I was still pretty shy like when we moved to Illinois, but I moved back. So, okay. So when I was 13, we moved to California for my dad's job. I stayed out there all throughout college or all throughout high school and then two years of college and then moved back to Illinois because Kate was coming back here Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be near Kate and Tara already still lived here. Mm -hmm. So then we moved in together. Um, So back in college, I probably wouldn't have made a move without Kate. And also I was dating Isaac at that time. So it just was a natural move for me. But easy to come back. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably wouldn't have if it was just myself Mm -hmm. um, because I was already dating. I was essentially already kind of like kind of set in my in my ways a little bit. But I feel like now I'm more open to it. But I feel like the move to California helped open up Mm -hmm. my eyes to like other places like Illinois is not just the only place that you can be happy, you know, because we love California, still do. Mm -hmm. We love Nashville now because that's where mom and dad and Kate live and Kate and Phil. Um, So I feel like I'm open more now to like moving wherever. Um, But yeah, I feel like family has a big portion to do with that because Mm -hmm. like wherever my family's at, I want to be at least be near or a 
a drive away, you know, yeah, for sure. I agree. Family's very important to me. If it wasn't, we probably would have moved out of Illinois a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, number four, question number four, um, the experiences so far of being a mom, what has your experience been? Um, I think it has, you know, obviously with anything in life, it has its hills and its valleys, right? Like there's these set of challenges where like, there's sometimes where you're like, am I even cut out for this? And then there's other times that you feel like you're really nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and isn't that the truth about life in general? Like there are times where you're just like, holy crap, this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and then other times where you're like, yeah, I really have, I've got this. Um, but I think as a whole, I think you, it changes you as a person to become more self. That was actually the other half of my question. How has it changed you? So. Um, well, I think it, you, you start realizing, you know, in marriage, you have to compromise, but the love you have for your husband is not your DNA. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a different, it's, it's a different kind of love. I feel like, because this, this baby or this child is a piece of you, mm-hmm. you know, in marriage, you have to compromise things. And so you realize how selfish you are when it comes to a marriage, but you also realize the same thing about when you have kids, because you all, all of a sudden become, um, a slave to your children, right? Like you're a slave to them waking up in the middle of the night. And when they need to eat, those darn kids need three meals a day and 15,000 snacks, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like all of a sudden your life revolves around your kids in in a lot of ways. And so, um, I think just, I feel like it's made me put their needs above my own, um, which I think is natural to do, but, um, it also, It also makes me, it points out like a very big highlight on the things that I need to change as a person Mm -hmm. because they're like a freaking mirror shining right back at you. Oh, 100%. They, uh, I feel like it pulls out the worst in you Mm -hmm. and also the best in you. Mm -hmm. And so like the worst in me is I have a short fuse when it comes to certain things. Mm -hmm. And I like literally have learned that I need to just take deep breaths and I like count to 10. I legit, when I feel that I'm, I'm just like right there and I'm going to lose it. I like start breathing deeply. And then Isaac's like, all right, kids, let's go. <laughs> like he, he knows when I'm like touched out or when I'm tapped out and he's like, he steps in and he's like, okay, let me take her to the backyard and whatever. But yeah, it's, it literally shows like the worst in you for sure. Mm-hmm. But it also is good because it kind of helps you learn how to like kind of steamroll through that and know how to navigate the really difficult things and try to make them better. I think it also makes you realize how much you can accomplish. Like, you know, even just for Nashville, Brian wasn't able to go for the first couple of days. And so, you know, I had to pack four people plus myself and get all the kids in the car, travel all the way to Nashville alone, take care of them. In addition to us working, um, you know, it's a lot on your plate and you're really grateful for when your spouse shows up, but like, it makes me, made me realize like, okay, I can handle this. I could, mm-hmm. I can do this. Um, and I just feel like moms don't always get enough credit for all the things mm-hmm. that they do do. Um, because you, like, even when we were leaving for Nashville, Brian slept in for a little bit cause he didn't sleep great that week. And so I had the you know car packed up and the kids in it and all he did is bring down his suitcase. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, how much you just fa- facilitate as a mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, makes you realize, how much you're capable of. Yeah. Well, in my experience so far, so I had Riv 
And right after I had RIV, I went through pretty bad postpartum depression and anxiety. And I didn't really come out of that until I had my second one, my second kid. <laughs> um, and you just realize that moms just go through a ton, even mm. just hormonally on a, like a biological level. Like there's so much that yeah. is just jam packed into it. And nobody really prepares you for that. Nobody talks about it. No, not at all. And I think one of the things that was hardest for me as soon as I had RIV was the fact that I had all these, like I was just so out of whack, but then I was expected to take care of the baby, mm-hmm. which is natural. But at the same time, I was like, I am messed up. Like I need help, but I didn't know who to go to or who to ask for that. And and I suffered with that until like two years later when I had my second and somehow it like knocked my hormones right side up. Um so you just go through a lot like mm-hmm. and you have to figure it all out on your own and moms really are I know when they say like superheroes it's always so cliche but honestly for real it is it's a lot to mm-hmm. go through but like I would do it again and again because mm-hmm. I obviously love my kids there's always like there's a give and a take you yeah. know um your body goes through so many changes you go through many changes hormonally you're also not getting in a lot of sleep if Mm -hmm. you're breastfeeding you're trying to figure out that dynamic your boobs never look the same I mean (laughs) you think about guys in general I mean they they don't have to go through I was thinking the other day okay they talk about the dad bod but I mean come on like all they did was just support (laughs) I'm just kidding Isaac does a lot for me but as far as like his body it didn't have to do much Mm -hmm. you know um, mine has gone through hell and back. That's why we have and makeup. hell again. That's why we have makeup, and they just have to. They just have to deal. I was um, thinking about this. Makeup the other day. does not cover my stretch marks. Well, I know, but I just see it on your face. I was thinking this the other day. How guys have to just get up, and what they look like is what they look like. I and, know, and we have the ability to transform ourselves. <laughs> I know. I literally paint my face. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist, so like I do, I do very intense things to my mm-hmm. face every day. And I'm like, you're so lucky that you're just naturally beautiful. And I wake up like a gargoyle and have to like literally. But if they, if they're not naturally good looking, think of what they, how, what, how weird it would be or how different they would look if guys wore makeup. I know. I'd be like, can I just put a little something on your face? <laughs> Let me just transform you. Too. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Okay. Question number three. Three or I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, yeah. I think the other thing um, with with being a mom that changes you or you don't realize is when you have one and then the next one comes along, you kind of feel like, is my heart going to be able to be big enough to, or can I love the second one as much as I love the first? Like, is your, um, you just keep finding more love in your heart for each one that comes. It's like a weird dynamic that you don't realize until you have more. Mm-hmm. Or could you love the next one? more or just as much as the just like a little rubber band you just stretch it and bring more people in the the center you know it is it's very strange uh okay so question number five thoughts on mom culture um well i feel like as a whole it's gotten better yeah um but i feel like there's still an i think there's still kind of an edge where people are wanting to judge you for like what's going on or wanting to tell you like how to do it better yeah and I just feel like with anything in life, unless it is uh, solicited advice, you should probably not give it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you also feel like maybe the judgment is coming from, let's say it's like an older mom that has been in your shoes and they're trying to give you advice, but times are maybe mm-hmm. just a d- touch different? Because I feel like that's maybe kind of how mm-hmm. I have received it. 
I think it completely depends on the situation. Um, there's obviously people I've gone to to ask for advice from, yeah. you know, in different scenarios, but I do feel like that um, sometimes I can't tell if it's a place of trying to be superior or oh, if it's yeah. a place of insecurity mm-hmm. or if it is just flat out judgment. I, but um, I do feel like sometimes I feel like as a whole, like we were saying before, that if you are not in the circumstances, you shouldn't judge yeah. unless people are asking specifically for the advice um, because you just don't know what's going on when you're not there. It's so funny that there's like a tug and a pull because we've got the judgmental crew mm-hmm. out there. And then there's like us where we see a kid crying or throwing a tantrum and we're just like, Oh, I've been there. I know how you feel mm-hmm. like absolutely no judgment. And like our heart goes out to like the mm-hmm. mom that is trying to deal with it. So I feel like it's, it's interesting how there's such a like polar mm-hmm. opposites all kind of grouped in this whole group. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think we were saying when you become a mom, you have a sense of empathy that comes that you didn't have before. I mean, just even we were walking out of Target the other day and we'd only taken Briggs with us. And this mom had three or four kids with her and they were just kind of like dodging and weaving in front of us. And so we were, you know, trying to like (laughs) walk. They were walking towards us. We're walking out. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We're just a mess. And I was like, hey, I got three more at home. I totally understand Mm -hmm. because my kids would be doing the exact same thing. They don't know their right from their left. So when you tell them to get to the right because a car is coming or something like that, they all like scatter and you're like, (laughs) okay, I need you to get over to this side. And so um, we're in the, I'm just like waving at cars. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's so true though. Like, oh man, you've got like some people that are just like, totally fine and totally like I totally know what you feel like Mm -hmm. and then you have other women that are just telling you or want to be the first to tell you what you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. and I I feel like yeah within the last few years like you said it is getting better because we're getting to a point where like women support women Mm -hmm. you know we're all just trying to do our best here and I feel like I feel like we have such an amazing community around us that I don't ever get that from our people we we get so little hate. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I could practically count it on two hands over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. I feel like with influencers and celebrities, you still see it a lot that people want to like knock them down a peg or two. So mm-hmm. they're constantly judging them about something. Um, yeah. I think it's because that superior thing mm-hmm. or feeling insecure, or I feel like that, that rounds up majority of, if you get like judgment from people is their projection of feeling insecure or their projection of wanting to feel superior, mm-hmm. which comes from being insecure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe insecurity is a huge thing that plays a role. Um, and if you're not like secure in, in yourself or how you're parenting or um, I don't know how much money you're making or whatever, that can leak out on other people. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like, um, in motherhood, the thing that has helped me the most is when someone has come alongside me and lent a hand yeah. rather than trying to tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that you're you're trying to forge your own way and figure out like what you want to do with your kids and what you want your legacy to be and what you, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's not the same across the board, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like they're like you said, we're all trying to get to the finish line. We're all doing it our own way, mm-hmm. which I think is totally fine because we're all literally just striving mm-hmm. for the same thing yeah um and I feel like yeah it's really helpful to remember like let me help you mm-hmm. instead of let me tell you how it's done well and I feel like even just as sisters I'm sure that there's things that I do in parenting or vice versa that we would do differently but the last thing I'm going to do is tell you how to parent your child right mm-hmm. and so 
um, you know, I feel like that that's a very careful place that we navigate well, um, especially after a week all together with family. Um, there's lots of lots of personalities and lots of little opinions amongst the seven <laughs> grandkids and um, and and a lot of spewing accusations. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and so I think the thing that we've done well is to not quit. We're not quick to accuse the other one's children of something, having done something wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just try to like accept each other for our differences and in, in what our parenting styles are. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. Um, something you feel like you do really, really well as a mom. Um, I feel like I'm good at making, um, like the big moments special mm-hmm. and, or even just little moments more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a great, like get on the floor and play type of mom. It's hard. I mean, board games and stuff is a little bit different, but like, um, I'm not going to be the one that's on the floor playing Barbies, you know, mm-hmm. that's just never been my style, but I like to be able to create the special memories or to create the experiences for my kids. I want them to like, look back on their childhood and remember, um, things that they like days that, that, that will be seared into their memory as like something that they won't forget. Core memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do do really good job of that and very intentional about and making certain things special. That's one thing that I tend to forget to do. Um, I'm usually the one that's on the floor playing Barbies with the kids. I So I for, kind of forget the big things because I'm so overwhelmed with all the little things. Um, like literally my two-year-old is in my lap 24-7 right now. And so like I'm trying to like do things with all the kids. Um on the day-to-day so that I have that intentional time. Also, that's my that's my uh, personality type too. And my, uh, what's my love? That's my love language is spending quality time. And so I'll sit on the floor with my kids and make sure I'm like soaking up that time with them. I don't always sit and play Roblox with the boys, even though they ask me to. I just, there's something about Roblox. I can't, I cannot get that little guy to walk in a straight line. It drives me bonkers. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's one thing that you do really well and one thing I don't. And but, but vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. So when we're together, it works out really well. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be intentional and then you make the big plans for all the big things. I'm like, okay, this is where we're going today. And which just like, oh, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, sounds good. Um, oh, we one thing we did not talk about is mom guilt. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because I just don't just I don't subscribe to that. But. I feel like mom guilt is really ta- is really hard because I feel like you can beat yourself up over and over again with it. And it is something that I um, I do struggle with because I think being especially being a working mom, it's hard for me to know that like eight hours a day, my kids are with a babysitter and they're spending more quality time with the babysitter than really they are with me because you're really limited to those hours in the evening and or on the weekends with them. Um, and so that's one thing. And then I think, so then it's like, I feel like you're almost trying to do overdrive in the time that you are with them to try to make those, those times special. And sometimes you just, you know, you just need like a Friday night to like unwind and mm-hmm. you're not looking to, you know, make every Friday night magical. And so, 
Um, and unfortunately, that's probably the majority of the Friday nights, right? It's not like every I feel Friday like those on. types of Friday nights, though, where you just chill and with and together. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are really important still, though. I want my kids to look back on their childhood and remember that we were together, mm-hmm. that we sat down at the table and we had family meals together and that we played in the pool. And, mm-hmm. Because I feel like those will string together bigger than just like the one off, like random things that we do that are big things, even though they'll remember those. Mm-hmm. I do want them to remember just the... Um, like the day to day. I also don't want them to always think that they have to have a party everywhere they go. Yeah. Either, right. Like I, we allow the babysitter to take them to the trampoline park and stuff like that. So they can have fun things to do, but I don't want them to feel like every time they're with us, they have to be going somewhere and doing something. I want them to be okay with just the simplicity of like being home mm-hmm. and the comfort of that. Yeah. I also think it too, it's good for them learning how to interact with each other mm-hmm. and kind of learning how to play well together. And even though, those nights, I feel like I tend to play referee a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's good for them to kind of learn learn the interactions with each other for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, I feel like mom guilt, especially after Riv was born, when I was going through like the postpartum anxiety depression, mom guilt was huge. Like I always felt like I could be doing more or I wasn't doing enough. And to the point that it was like suicidal thoughts, like they'll, they'd be better off without me because I'm just not doing enough. And so I actually got to the point where I was like, no, I, I put up a boundary. I'm not going to even subscribe to that culture or that thinking. I mean, obviously, yeah, there are times where I feel like guilty for certain things, but I got to the point where I'm like, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm going to like have faith in the fact that I am doing the best that I can and I'm going to trust that and I'm going to kind of operate out of that um, mentality as opposed to operating out of I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not I'm not even cutting it close. I'm not like I'm the worst mom or whatever. Like I'm not going to allow those thoughts to ruin my mentality and have me operate as a mom out of guilt or fear or shame. Um, I want to be operating out of a um, competent, loving mom who's taking the best care of myself that I can and doing and trying to take care of my children the best way that I can. I think a lot of mom guilt can come too from social media because you Oh yeah, comparing to, like, is mm-hmm. huge. And I think I got to a place probably in the last year that I was just like, um, you know, I don't have to have all gray walls and gray flooring to like be happy in life right like my my house doesn't need to look aesthetically pleasing 24 7 to like have a happy life just because maybe that's what's trending that's not necessarily what makes me happy and I got to a place where I was just like and I really felt like I got to a piece with the fact that like I um what goes on in my home is what gives me joy Mm -hmm. and it's not having you know the next styling pair of shoes and all oh that gosh, kind of stuff yeah. because I think it's so easy to watch all that stuff and feel like you have to have it all and and do it all to really be on top of things yeah you're like comparing 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 I you have to you have to have like the perfect um teacher gift or you have to have the perfect like valentine's you know grab bag or whatever mm-hmm. all those kinds of things I think it's so easy to see everything that is going on or people are doing and make you feel less than and I think I just so got, I feel like I got to a place where I'm just like, I'm going to do me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some days that might be more than the average and other days it's going to be less than, and Mm -hmm. there are going to be days I'm still going to forget my kid at preschool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, life's messy. Even Kate and I were just talking about this actually, because she was saying how in her brain, she thought like, if I just get my new teeth, (laughs) I will be happy. If I just get my new teeth, I will look prettier. If I just get my new teeth, I will look better in the clothes or whatever. (laughs) 
on our website. And I was like, the same thing happened to me when I was thinking last year, like when I finally get to my goal weight, I'm finally going to feel just happy. I'm going to finally look the best in the clothes. I'm going to feel the best in the clothes. I'm going to be happy all around. And I mean, to some degree, I like when I did lose all the weight, I did look better in the clothes, <laughs> but it wasn't like perfect joy came from. Yeah. Well, and I looked back and I was like, I'm 60 pounds down, but I still have all the same problems. You know, I still am the same me. I still have the same stressors. Like I'm still like working through the same things. It It's not that like happiness is going to come if I get to point B, mm-hmm. you know, that's not where it stems from. And yeah, I was happier. Like I had certain things that were no longer stresses, which is great. Like being healthy, totally great. I wasn't fully mentally healthy there though. Yeah. Um, the and so makes a huge difference. it really does. And I feel like um, just kind of knowing and being present in the times where you're just like, you know what, this is a great moment. And just being present in that moment and being like, this are, these are the things that are going to make me happy. Not whether I can strive to get this amount of money or this type of house or this type of car or um, this type of body (laughs) or these type of clothes. Like it doesn't stem from um, material things. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is like mental. You just have to kind of enjoy the journey along the way, which is so cliche. Mm -hmm. But once you've like lived through it and you're looking back, you're like, you know what? I really needed to appreciate those moments. Um, like when we were in Nashville sitting by the pool reading a book and I didn't have Cheech on my hip, mm-hmm. my two-year-old on my hip, I was like, you know what? This is a great moment right now. She's at home napping and I can enjoy myself right now and soak in the sun. Like just little things like that, I feel like amount to like the overall like happy life mm-hmm. instead of striving and thinking you're going to be happy. And then when you get there, you're striving for something else to make you happy. And I think all those things can help you feel better about yourself yeah. or whatever. Like I, I know for a fact, when I get my tummy tuck, I'm definitely going to feel better. About <laughs> you're still going to be the same person with the same problems. No, Your agree. tummy is just going to be a little flatter. Correct. Correct. I'm going, my pants will fit better, which I'm excited about. But the reality of it is, is that it's all the little moments that actually add up and make, you know, actually mm-hmm. make it worth it. And I, one of the things that I have, I feel like I find myself doing is I've become super reflective, um, self-reflective in this last like year or so. And just, um, thinking, thinking over life as a whole, but like what I want to get out of it and what I want for my kids and things like that. But in addition, just taking moments and just like, like take, like taking in the moment, Mm -hmm. like. I feel like it's so easy to let the day and the week and the month pass you by and just watching, like setting down my phone and just watching my kids play and interact or watching like their reactions to things. Um, I remember reading um, this gal saying that she was, um, she challenged herself to not be on her phone. Like when her you know kid was in the room because she put down her phone for, I think it was like a span of like five minutes and she counted how many times her, her, um, baby had looked up to see if she, if she was paying attention mm-hmm. and it ended up being like 35 times or something like that while they were playing. And she was like, if I was buried in my phone, how many times have any opportunities did I miss to like, catch their eye or like give them affirmation or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And, um, I've thought of that so many times, um, that you just, you miss not even so much that you miss them looking for affirmation, but you just miss the moment altogether, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're missing the opportunity to, really like engage in what your children are doing or watching them play or like just seeing, you know, 
watching life through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those times where they're like little and searching for your, for your, um, like engagement, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, it's so fleeting. Mm -hmm. Like there's, they're only little for so long. Like my two-year-old now is no longer a baby mm-hmm. and she's my last one. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> like I don't, it's, it's, it's uh, so easy to kind of just watch it fly by mm-hmm. um, that if you're not sitting there taking in the little moments, um, you're not really going to get those back. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's, it's very cliche to say, but it does go by so fast. So you want to make sure you look back on the times and not regret like all the times you could have been there when you were just like buried in your phone or were really busy at work or you took work home with you or um, the times when you should have been present, you weren't. So and for I, me, I, oh, I, go ahead. oh, I was just gonna say, I was gonna say a piece of encouragement that if you are overwhelmed, it does change and it does get better. Yeah. Like every moment is a phase. Well, and the overwhelm too is very fleeting as well. Mm-hmm. It's only like a moment that you feel that. Um, like there are days where I'll feel overwhelmed and then the next week will be better. I also think it's completely normal to have times where you love your kids, but you don't like them. Yeah. You know, like I think it's I think there's so much pressure on moms, even, you know, with postpartum and stuff like that, that you find yourself having times where you're not just like blissfully over the moon. Yeah. You know, you're- that's not normal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where you're just like totally blissful. And mm-hmm. then there's other times where like you're driving me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like mom just needs a few minutes. Yeah. You know? And I think you're going to have those ups and downs in motherhood. And I think sometimes the mom guilt, you know, sinks in that you like, you should Like you be, should be uh, feeling like mm-hmm. you're obsessed with your children. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like I don't subscribe to that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, no, life, it is life. Mm-hmm. There are times where you are, are absolutely head over heels in love mm-hmm. with your husband. And there are times where you just want to throttle him, mm-hmm. you know, like that's just, it's the same thing, even with your little children. Like it doesn't change the way you love them, but yeah. it does change your, your likability for them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you get to that point, like it's totally okay to just like take some time, mm-hmm. you know, take some time for yourself. Um, go for a walk, take a minute, breathe, count one to 10. Psychologists would say you have to take out the trash, take mentally. out the trash for real though. Like, I feel like that's one thing that moms really should have the liberty to do is just be like, okay, clearly I need some time because I just can't, I can't right now with Mm -hmm. this. Um, So I feel like at least with Isaac, Isaac knows because that's when my anxiety just spikes. Like he knows like, okay, I'm going to take the baby in the backyard because she's been attached to you all night long and you need a second or um, just taking some time to like go take a shower (laughs) and like allow the water to just kind of soothe you down. Like just anyway, like it's not easy having three Mm -hmm. little kids that have no like way to kind of monitor their emotions. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, in my case, it's three. Tara's case, it's four, but like whatever, even just one, it's a lot to handle. And I think it needs to be noted that, you know, you are going to need some time to to get back to center Mm -hmm. or homeostasis, as I like to say, Mm -hmm. Um, because when you're surrounded by crazy high emotions, it's natural to kind of take those on and try to be the helper. And sometimes it just doesn't help. And Mm -hmm. you need, you need to take a moment for yourself. Yeah. Um, Well, that was it. Was there any, some, any parting wisdom you want to leave our people with? Um, 
I'm trying to think. <laughs> Tara's like, I've already imparted all my knowledge. <laughs> I was trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to constantly evolve and change, especially as the kids get older. Um, mm-hmm. I think someone told to- me once, little kids, little problems, big kids, big, big problems. Mm-hmm. And I was just, just like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, but I also oh, feel no. like that if you don't handle the little problems when they're little people, that they will be much bigger problems when they're mm-hmm. big people. And yeah. so I do think that that makes a difference. Um, so, you know, don't check out right now. Like, I definitely think that staying involved, it, there's, there's times where you need to fight the battle and there's times that you need to win the war you know Mm -hmm. and so you have to choose which ones those are um but I just feel like as a whole you have to just stay intentional and involved um and your relationship with them is so important whether it's mom with son and or mom with you know daughter even with the your husband with your kids um it makes such a difference as they start getting into their teen years and that's the one thing that I really want to be intentional with because even my girls now are already starting to talk about crushes and things like that. You know, Mm -hmm. I just want to be able to, I want them to be able to navigate that next phase of life, which they're still very little, but I just mean like, as we get into the teen years, um, where they feel like that they, I'm a place that they can come and talk to, not a place that they have to keep secrets from. Mm -hmm. So I want that open communication with them where they don't feel uncomfortable to have that relationship with me. And I feel like that's something that mom did really well with us is that she was always a really good listening ear. Mm -hmm. Listening, I think is key Mm -hmm. and asking probing questions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cause sometimes you really need to have some clarifying questions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're talking about. (laughs) We're we're not going to, there's a little situation Mm. with, with potties. Mm -hmm. Um, yes. And we'll just keep it at that so we don't someone incriminate. Missed the, someone missed the potty and we're a little confused as to what, how, <laughs> how, how that happened. <laughs> um, well, all right. On that note, well, thank you for listening to another episode of the Sister Society podcast. If you guys would love to leave us a five-star review on Google and or um, Apple, I guess is what it is. You can also subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and Rumble. And we will be back next time with our book club podcast. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>